Hello, hello audience, hello listeners, hello everybody, and welcome to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team for another week. Once again, you're joined by myself, Phil, my good mate, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's actually in a quarantine for 14 days, um, and that's just how it goes. Anyway, on with the show. Drew, how are you? As you can see, I'm actually not too shabby. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Um... Now this is news for you listeners, but believe it or not, whenever we do these uh, podcasts and we're on the other side of the world or we're not in the same place, yes. we actually normally just do it via phone call as opposed to video call. However, this time we're doing it by video call. Drew's got himself set up at a nice new computer at his desk and it means that we can look at each other's face, look into each other's eyes, yeah. <laughs> and you can point at my face. Um, so even if yeah. we were in quarantine, we'd still have no problem doing this podcast because just that's just the way we do things. Yes, um, indeed. <laughs> but, as you may have guessed by the reference twice, and also the fact that we mentioned it last week that we would discuss it, this week we're talking all about the coronavirus, or more specifically, COVID-19, because coronavirus, as we know, is the group of viruses um, containing things mm. like SARS and the common cold, for example, yes. <laughs> um, this, but yes, this specific strand is COVID nineteen. Yep. Um, and yes, yes. So, so what what the plan is? I guess Drew. I guess maybe we'll we'll go through a, a brief timeline of of it, um, a real timeline of it. Um, we will then probably branch off because we're not the experts on it, and to come to, to us for expert views and everything like that would be wrong um, on a thing like this. We're not here to add to the fear and panic. Mind you, you won't get any of that contribution from me anyway, because I do not believe in it. The fear and panic and the hype. Um, but yes, don't come to us for that sort of stuff. So then we'll get to things that are affecting us, whether it be for Drew in Australia um, and me in the UK and uh, how we're seeing things at play throughout the world, I guess. Yeah. Sound good, Drew? Sounds good. So I I do believe we also said last week that we were going to chuck a few other things into this episode, but honestly, I think Mm -hmm. there's enough ground to cover here that everything else is going to be shelved for this week, including movie reviews and other generally related things of our week. I think, yeah, we can postpone them for for another week. Um, Anyway, on with the show. Look, I I think the best place we could start with is by giving a definition of what COVID-19 actually is and honestly what coronavirus is. So Mm -hmm. um, the definition from health.gov.au is coronaviruses are a large family of viruses that cause respiratory infections these can range from the common cold to more serious diseases. COVID-19 is the disease caused by a new coronavirus. It was first reported in December 2019 in Wuhan city in China. Uh, A little more in depth, COVID-19 is a respiratory illness caused by a new virus. Symptoms include fever, coughing, sore throat, and shortness of breath. The virus can spread from one person to person, but good hygiene can prevent infection. Find out who is at risk and what you should do if you think you have COVID-19. And of course it goes on into a number of, a a number of varying pieces of information regarding symptoms, how to seek medical attention, testing, self-isolation or self-quarantine, how to protect yourself and others, social distancing, who is most at risk, how it spreads and any other resources of information that the Australian government's health page feels they want to provide. What Mm -hmm. we may do, I I think we may put a link to this page on our Facebook so that our listeners can get a little more information should they need to. But really, it's an extension of the common cold. That That is as simple as we can put it. That's as simple as they've put it, honestly. Yep. It doesn't stretch much further than that. Um, and I think that, I think that uh, you know, many people try to prove against it or state against it. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people in Italy are stating against it. Um, but at the rawness of it, this is literally just an extension of the common cold and it is part of the same family. I know that the, that SARS is also part of the same family. Um 
no doubt. I don't disagree. But I, I do fear that there is a lot of kind of overhyping what this is. And even the use of the term coronavirus. People are like, oh my god, this thing is specifically called coronavirus. That's not the case at all. This isn't called coronavirus. This is called COVID-19. It is a coronavirus. Just like the common cold is a coronavirus. Correct. I, 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 I think that... that um, by giving it a name like that, one, it's it's hurting uh, a, a very popular brand of beer, for sure, by by calling it that. Well, there is no doubt about that. Their it, stocks are plummeting. If it reduces the price of them, I'm happy to go buy a couple of cases for the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, exactly. But, but you know, um, there's a lot of fear in it being called coronavirus um, when it is not called coronavirus. Um, there's a lot of fear behind what the coronavirus is, or... You know, again, I'm using that term as in what people are calling this thing. Exactly. Um, and and I think a lot of it's incorrect. There's a lot of incorrect fear directed at this thing. Um, and, and, and yeah, look, I think that it's important to note that all coronaviruses, including the common cold, are very, very harmful to people that are elderly, that have existing health issues, that are going through things like, for example, chemotherapy, um, that have already deficient immune systems or inefficient immune systems. Um, people in those situations, yeah. which, mind you, are the majority of the deaths currently from the coronavirus, I'm not at all putting their death or their lives to mean less. I'm not at all saying that. I'm also not saying that, that it isn't something to acknowledge the fact that these people are dying as a result of a coronavirus, not the coronavirus, a coronavirus. Um, having said that, though, people in their situations mm. die all the time from things like the common cold because of the situation they're in. Either they're frail, old, or they already have a shot immune system. Indeed. And, so and I think they're, that they're already prone to things like pneumonia. Absolutely. I, I mean, look, you, you you could be a you could be a chain smoker, um, your entire life, and you can get pneumonia for no apparent reason yep. in the middle of summer for no reason at all. You could get pneumonia. Yep. We often um, link pneumonia to being you know because you've gotten cold or because you're really cold. You know, along the lines of hypothermia, that kind of thing, which which, which isn't true at all. There's there's no relation at all between the two either. No. Um, it's down to having a cold. Or a form of coronavirus yep. can lead to pneumonia because it affects your lungs. That's what it does. You know, chest infections, for example, from a common cold, from having an influenza, a strain of influenza that is, you know, prime for the year. That's why we have flu shots and things. You know, th these these things happen all the time. But because there are cases linking this one together suddenly it seems more scary. I think what also has to be acknowledged first is that a lot of these deaths um, are in many ways down to hypochondria, hypochondriacy, being hypochondriac, uh, a hypochondriac, down to the placebo effect. Um, if someone, l let's say there were two people, let's say there was someone that had um, cancer and was having um, chemotherapy and was therefore already in serious risk of, of, of um, you know, dying as a result of the cold, yep. for example. Yeah. And then let's say, let's say there's a young person, young healthy person, and they start to get symptoms a little bit more than what most cases are, which are minor, slightly higher than minor case, uh, minor um, kind of signs of, of infection from, from this coronavirus, COVID-19. And the two of them rock up at the hospital. Now, the person who is already in a risk situation, high-risk situation, happens to have a mild case of coronavirus. A very mild case, like most cases are very mild. Again, they're at risk if they get the common cold. So this person has a minor case of coronavirus, which is probably of COVID-19, which is along the same lines as the common cold then, um, and the extent of. And then say that this person, um, I don't know, tries to seek help at the hospital because they've now got a mild case of coronavirus. Um, and then we have alongside them the person who is young that has slightly higher risk of coronavirus or this coronavirus. 
who do you think is going to get help with all the the kind of fear mongering and panic that's going on? Quickly, let's help the younger person who has a higher case of coronavirus because their one is more advanced than the person that is at higher risk from something more minor. So, in the person that has slightly um, higher uh, uh, elements of coronavirus or this coronavirus get the help that they they need for it. Which means that the person that's already at risk then dies because, again, if they had the common cold, they could have died anyway without treatment and they didn't get the treatment because someone with a higher kind of, you know, um, infection mm. got the help instead because they had coronavirus too, but at a heightened level. So there we go. We have a death of coronavirus. The other person probably would have been fine if they didn't get treatment, but because they had COVID-19, we have to treat them immediately because that's what we have to do. Yeah. The fear basically meant the fear of... COVID-19 led to the decision that the younger person with slightly higher infection um, levels deserves more help than the person that's probably more at risk from something more basic. Therefore, the person that's probably at more risk to something basic has now died. There's a death for the coronavirus. There you go. Tick on the um, on the chart for or, or on the tally for someone that's died as a result of coronavirus. So, you know, I think that a lot of the the deaths that are happening, again, not to put them down um, in terms of significance, as a whole, the tally has to be a bit more broken down and the media needs to stop reporting things, um, using the facts to spin a story. And by that then, I mean that, you know, the science and the um, World Health Organization worlds they use language in facts, literal facts. Yep. The fact is we're now over 4,000 deaths. That's a fact. The world media uses that and goes, oh shit, they've said we're at 4,000 deaths. Everyone, this is, this is frightening. You know, this is terrifying. The World Health Organization uses the term pandemic. Pandemic, um, for example, is a great way to be able to access more, 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 um, uh, treatments yep. to get more funding, etc. It's the next stage. It's and it's a trigger us, word. Uh, precisely it's the to us, word. the word pandemic. You think of pandemic and you think of something out of like World yeah. War Z. It's mental. Yeah, exactly. Total you chaos. Can't, you can't think of anything else. It's The Walking Dead. It's yeah. World War Z. You know that film where the the zombies are going absolutely crazy and destroying everything and running like like psychopaths and the whole world is just yep. absolute meltdown. Falling That's apart. what we think of when we hear the word exactly. Yep. That's what we think of when we hear the word pandemic. The World Health Organization doesn't mean it like that. It's just above the. So you go from low risk, medium, high, high risk, or well, higher risk, and then pandemic. That's the next stage. Everyone else goes, oh my god, they're saying it's a pandemic. Why aren't we panicking like it's a pandemic? Okay, well then we may as well start panicking like it's a pandemic. And then they panic like it's a pandemic. But that's not what it means at all. So the media are using words, buzzwords and buzz facts to cause panic. What a shock. I, I, mean, what a shock. I mean, as if they would ever do such a thing. Uh, exactly. Disgusting behaviour. Well done for our media. Mm. Abs- absolutely and the global uh, media Drew would you yes well, uh, well absolutely the global media uh, global media is absolutely contributing um, would you like me to briefly take us through a timeline I would I'll love that I'll be brief that. about it yeah bring it on okay so we start on the 31st of December last year which is um, when China has alerted the World Health Organization of um, flu-like cases in Wuhan um, a lot of people are putting it down to people eating bats we don't know for sure where it come from, but that's what people are working on. Um, the Hubei province in central China has about 11 million um, residences or, or a population of around 11 million. So, you know, yep. there's a fairly big catchment area right there. Mm. You know, that that's that's probably half of the population of Australia right there in that one, one area alone. Um, so from there, uh, we move on to early January where um, people are being screened at Wuhan Airport um, and even Changi Airport in um, uh, Singapore. Uh, World Health, Health Organization then um, decides to just alert other regions to be careful of people coming in from that region of China and whether they have it. 
um, just just to check them and make sure they're feeling okay. SARS and MERS gets uh, and bird flu get get ruled out. Um, we then decide that because it's not them, it does it, it needs to have its own name, and it's at this point on the seventh of January called twenty nineteen NCO Cove, NCOV. Um, we then start to get some cases of it in Thailand for people that have come through um, from China. Uh, the thing then continues to progress. Uh, the World Health Organization and the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention yep. um, then releases the sequencing and shows people what to look for. The first person is reported to have died then on the 11th of January, a 61-year-old man. Um, mm. It means that number of people that are infected is now up to 41. Uh, sorry, down to 41. They had reported so much higher cases. I mean, again, we don't know how honest China have been with a lot of these cases. Moving along, though, yep. Japan first acknowledges its first case in um, on the 15th of January. Then we have some cases in South Korea from the 20th of January. The U.S. the very next day. Um, the World Health Organization the following day then announces have, it's having an international health emergency. Um, China then implements its travel bans on the 23rd of January. Um, it starts to build temporary hospitals. Hospitals. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Temporary hostables. hospitals. How old am I? Five years old. Um, on the twenty fifth of January, then Hong Kong announces it has a health emergency, along with Canada and Nepal, um, reporting its first cases. Then we move to the twenty sixth of January. The U.S. and France decide to evacuate its nationals from Wuhan. The World Health Organization ra raises its risk to high, and Mexico then re reports its first case as well. Um, moving forward, then. Um, Japan, Taiwan, and Germany report first domestic transition or transmission, I should say. Um, so it's now not just coming from one place on Earth. It is now starting to to, to um, migrate around countries from within countries. Um, the death toll on the 29th of January hits 132, with the UAE and Germany confirming four cases. Russia on the 30th of January closes 2,700 mile border with uh, China. Um, it's interesting, Russia have been rather quiet on this. We haven't heard much from Russia um, Oh, no, but, this. but remember, Russia's had um, had something else going on. They've just passed a motion in Parliament that allows Putin to remain in charge until 2036. Oh, that's right. I wonder why they've done that. See, they didn't do that with any of their other leaders, but with Putin, sure. Don't get it. I think they're all brainwashed. But anyway, what do I know? Hey, why does Russia have a prime minister as well as having Putin? What, what's Putin's role? Supreme dictator. Is he supreme leader? What's what's his title? President. Why do they have a president and a prime minister? I don't know. Okay, well anyway. Um, on the 31st of January, so here we are at the end of January, death toll hits 213. World Health Organization declares a global emergency in the UK, confirms its first cases. Um, coronavirus on the 1st of February reaches Russia, Spain, and Sweden. Let's just skip ahead now. Australia on the 3rd of February brings back 243 citizens. Um, the Hong Kong medical staff decide to go on strike because um, of the lack of work being done. And they want to see Hong Kong have its borders closed with China. Uh, let's move even further along to the 5th of February. The death toll reaches 492. Japan confirms 10 cases on a cruise ship. Uh, skipping further ahead, on the 7th of February, the Chinese whistleblower doctor dies. Did he die from the coronavirus? We'll find, we'll never know. They say that he did, but who knows? Um... Then we go even further ahead, and the death toll overtakes um, SARS in terms of its death rate yep. as it passes 800 in China. 800 in China, 813 globally, so 13 outside of China. Um, again, it's serious. I'm not saying it's not serious, but come on, let's just... China did a very poor job at, at reporting what it was doing for a long time, and this no doubt got out a lot more than what they're saying it did, and therefore a lot more people were infected with this, and therefore a lot more people are dying from this. But anyway. Um, 
On the 11th of February, the World Health Organization gives this new coronavirus a proper name, and that is COVID-19. Um, on the 12th of February, the death toll reaches 1,115, while recoveries are rising. Um, this thing, according to NHC official Mifeng, which I think is National Health something in China, um, yep. the proportion of recovered patients in China increased to 8.2% as of February 10th from 1.3% on 27th of January. That, I believe, because it is true in the numbers that we're seeing, whatever they're reporting is true. Same on a global level. Um, skipping further ahead... Um, do, 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 do. even further ahead, just trying to get ahead. On the 13th of February, Japan reports its first death as a re result of COVID-19. The death toll on the 14th of February rises to 1,383. Um, in mainland China, the number of deaths are 1,380, which means the number of total infections has reached 64,429 with 63,911 of them in China, Hong Kong, and Macau. So, there we go. Um, moving further ahead, then, uh, let's go even further than that, all, all the way to... Let's go to the 18th of February, um, where we have... The deaths increased to 1,873 and the infections rate dropping. Um, 98 new deaths in China alone, as well as, as of the end of February 17th. Um, the total infection rate has exceeded 73,000, including 72,436 cases in mainland China. Uh, let's go even further ahead. I want to uh, um, hit that two Australian evacuees from the Diamond Prin uh, Princess cruise ship test positive these are the same ones from japan as well um now if these are the people i'm thinking of it turns out they they had very minor cases and didn't even know they had it in fact they were when they were they tested positive they were shocked because it turns out that they'd only had one had a slight cough and one had a slight headache for about three days and then they were told the very heartbreaking news that they had covid19 and they're like oh really oh well <laughs> and that was it yep um just to be clear on that, that's exactly what happens. Um, on the 21st of, of February, Italy confirms one new case of COVID-19. Um, there we go. So there's that. I'm for, fast forwarding to try and find where the where Australia had its first death. Um, because on the 24th of February, the Diamond Princess had another death. A Japanese passenger, a man in his 80s has died from COVID-19 coronavirus. Sorry, how old again? Bringing... He was eight in his 80s. He was in Thank his you. 80s. Yeah, let's remember that. Yeah. So someone, else that, so someone else that died was in their 60s. So it's now someone in their 80s has also died. Yep. Um, fast forwarding now even further along. Let's go till we get to... Till we get to... The... The 27th of February, where Australia says pandemic is inevitable. At a press conference, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison mm -hmm. says that the world will soon enter pandemic phase, a phase of the coronavirus. The death of the man from um, in Australia from the coronavirus was in his 70s and was also on the Diamond Princess. Uh, let's go even further forward now. To, I'm going to try and find you the more updated kind of death toll. This is on the 29th of February. The death toll increases to more than 2,900 as of the end of February 28th. The number of confirmed cases around the world has increased to more than 85,000, while recoveries stand at, at 39,000. Going forward even more. Uh, the U.S. reports first death. The U.S. reported its death. Um, the deceased man was in his 50s from Seattle, Washington. He was reported to have underlying health conditions. Here we go. Australia and Thailand report first deaths. A 78-year-old um, man from the Diamond Princess cruise ship has died in Australia. The country's first death case. So there's that. Uh, let's go. <coughs> Excuse me, I sneezed. Do I have coronavirus? Who knows? You want to show um, 
Sure, share it through the phone. Share it with the class. Um, early March. Let's go to early March. Now, deaths cross 3,000 globally. Confirmed cases cross 89,000. So again, this thing is moving fast. I'm not doubting that. Uh, the number of deaths in mainland China stands at 2,912. Uh, 2, sorry, 2,912. So that means that there is 88 people throughout the rest of the world that has died from coronavirus. The total confirmed cases worldwide has increased to more than 89,000, while recoveries cross 45,000. Okay, so now the, the recovery rate is crossing over into more than half of the uh, confirmed cases. Um, Italy begin. Uh, sorry, China begins to close down its hospitals um, because it can no longer, you know, fight fight the number of people and uh, sorry, fight, it no longer has enough people to be able to treat. So therefore, it's closing down its temporary hospitals. Uh, bringing it much more forward now. Let's go until the twelfth of March, shall we? Uh, 12th of March, first death in Austria, Poland, Algeria, and Norway. Norway reported its first death in an, an elderly patient. So there you go, it's an, in another elderly patient. Austria had its um, first fatality in a 69-year-old man. Poland's first one was not listed. Uh, and... Uh, where are we at in terms of stats? Tom Hanks and wife test positive to having coronavirus. However, they have now left, left hospital and are recovering in their home to continue their quarantine. Yep. Um, but otherwise, they are fine, just to be clear. Uh, the death toll increases to 4,600. Deaths from coronavirus have now hit 4,600, including 3,169 in mainland China. So again, the world, the rest of the world's death toll is rising. There is no doubt about that. Um, we have global infections of 126,140 people with approximately 68,200 recovered. So we're still at halfway. Um, in fact, we are over halfway Look, I, I think that, that as we, we move even further forward, mm. more and more people are going to get it. There is no doubt about that. Of course. But more and more people get the common cold. People, the, everyone, so many people have or had the common cold. The number of deaths are rising too, because this is no doubt a more severe version of the common cold. There is absolutely no doubting that. Just like SARS was a more severe version of the common cold, there is no doubting that. And it's not what I'm saying either. I'm not saying that it's not more severe. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the fear from everyone is so much more than what I think needs to needs to happen. Like we like we spoke about earlier. Agreed. When we hear the term pandemic, when we hear the term pandemic, we go, okay, that means that it is World War Z type stuff. Mm. We're in trouble. Be careful. Fear the world. When in reality, it's not that at all. It's be calm. The fact that people are hoarding toilet paper is ridiculous. The fact that people are hoarding food is ridiculous. Be calm, everyone. If you don't overbuy, there'll be plenty for everyone else. It's like, it's basically like someone going to the shop, buying up all the toilet paper, and then while all, they have the entire store's worth of toilet paper in their shopping cart, turning around and looking at the shelf and going, oh my god, the shelf is empty. I better try and buy more because there's not enough toilet paper for everyone. Of course there's not. You've just bought all of it. And it's then them going home with that and coming back the next day and being like, oh my god, like, look at that. The shelves, they're trying to restock it because everyone keeps buying it. No, the only person that bought it was you, you dickhead. And now no one else can buy it. So when everyone else tries to buy it, suddenly there's not enough, like, quantity. Yeah, it's this selfish behavior that is just, it's unacceptable and yet it keeps happening. It does keep happening. And uh, what was it the Prime Minister Scott Morrison, um, Scotty from Marketing, the dickhead, the, the loose cannon in charge, the jackass in charge of the nation, what did he say in terms of that? In terms of the hoarding? Uh, the hoarding? Stop yes. hoarding. That, that was about how he put it. It was very bold. It was a little too late. He Yes, it was a little bit too late. There are a number of things that he said that should have been said sooner. Uh, I've got the quote up here, actually. Uh, did you watch it when 
when it played no, live? No, I didn't see it. Oh, I didn't man. see it. Uh, our um, dear friends have been sharing the live stream links to us constantly, so I picked up on it this morning as it happened. He goes, stop hoarding. I can't be more blunt about it. Stop it. It is not sensible. It is not helpful. And it has been one of the most disappointing things I have seen in Australian behaviour in response to this crisis. That is not who we are as a people. It is not necessary. It is not something that people should be doing. Now, look, we don't argue with any he's, of that. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. No, he's spot on. He's not wrong. And I loved the fact that he got all intense about it, that he got firm about it. But mm-hmm. the problem with being firm and being in- so intense about that now is that the public perception is already that he is a wet blanket. So you can't play dress ups and be the big strong leader when you have no. nothing to back that up. No, he and he's saying this way too late. And again, no, no one can believe his, no one can can believe his credibility in terms of what he's saying. Again, especially well, when you look none. at the fact that, well, I mean, look, look at for example the fact that the reason why um, large crowd gatherings were delayed until after the last weekend or the past weekend was because his very important Hillsong conference was on that weekend. Same with him attending the Sharks playing in in the rugby league were over that weekend. He couldn't avoid those two things and didn't or didn't want to have to miss those two things. Didn't want to see the the Hillsong conference shut down. Oh. So he delayed the the um, mass gatherings being the um, prohibited until after it. Yeah. Like that's the soft cock stuff. Look, he look it ran the fact that he did it like he made that statement, look, it's good. But it ran a little too late. He he should have done it sooner. The only other thing that he said that was, um, like, that, that had the potential to be a good thing was that after he finished going through the hoarding and making very mm-hmm. clear that it shouldn't be happening, he then went on to address the fact that people have been abusing workers across industries, particularly retail, and mm-hmm. he made the very similar remark going you need to stop abusing workers everyone is doing their best and they are doing their bit Mm -hmm. abusing people working particularly in retail is not helpful and it's un-australian and he was very very adamant about that and again brilliant but just it's too late we already i think that the prime minister I think that the Prime Minister, if he wanted to make a difference, should have come out and just said, if you're one of those people that abuse shop workers during a time like this, when you're the one that's overbuying and therefore leaving the shelves empty, there's no other way of saying it, but you're a dickhead. Yeah. If he had just... Imagine the Prime Minister saying, or calling people out and calling them a dickhead, they would be, one, very offended. But if they're very offended by it, it means they are the dickheads. Yep. Therefore, they can fuck off and die in a hole. No one gives a shit about them. Well, I... I figured it out the other day. I, I figured out the, the, a reason why he does not come across as a man of the people. And it was the other night, um, I say the other night, I think it was last Wednesday or Thursday, um, he addressed the nation. It came up live in the evening and um, I was with our, our dear friends and we flicked it over to the television mm-hmm. off youtube or or whatever it was 10 news it was streaming so we cast it to the television and he's addressing the nation and he's dressed in that suit and tie sitting in his Mm -hmm. at his desk Uh, have you seen the memes um how it shows behind the Mm -hmm. camera he it's they've done a simpsons meme of it oh yeah that's right he's He's still in in hawaii he's still in hawaii look he was dressed to the nines in this suit trying to discuss how we're all together in the same boat. We're all Australians together, suffering together. He's sitting there in a what looks like a brand new suit, but more than that, he's wearing a gold tie. He couldn't have distanced himself from the Australian public mm. anymore if he tried. And I thought back to previous PMs, previous leaders, and the thing that stuck out in my mind was that when Kevin Rudd had to address the nation in a serious manner like Mm -hmm. this 
not when he was out at an, at an event, but when he had to address the Australian public. He mm. never did it behind a desk. And more than that, he never did it wearing a suit and a gold tie. He did it no. wearing his blue buttoned-up shirt with the top button undone, no tie on, no blazer. <laughs> he felt like yep. a working man of the people. And yep. no wonder people were prepared to rally behind him. It was so simple, but our current leader has, in one breath, said he is the man of the people, but his actions and the way he presents himself do not mirror it. No, absolutely. I mean, again, it's, it, there's there's also the meme going around of the fact that, you know... Um, Look, it's unfortunate for Scott Morrison that the, the game of politics is all about slander the person that you're up, up against or, or make fun of everything that they, they've done and, and view everything that they did good as a bad thing and make fun of them for it forever. Unfortunately for Scott Morrison, this came to bite him in the ass. You know, he's forever been absolutely bagging the idea of the stimulus package that Rudd and um, Swanee had when they were in charge of Australia during the global financial crisis. Not their fault that that happened, but they, they very strongly kept Australia out of recession by injecting money to every person over the age of 18, um, giving them a stimulus package, and uh, it helped the economy press on. You know, no doubt it was also the fact the Australian banks are incredibly strong that, that we didn't crash like that, but a lot of it was down to the fact, for the many people, it was down to the fact that uh, the stimulus, stimulus package happened. Yeah. Scott Morrison has been making fun of, of Kevin Rudd for that since that day has been pissing himself laughing at what a terrible idea that was. And, oh, my God, you put it, you almost ruined the economy. Almost ruined the economy. No, no, no. The global financial crisis almost ruined the economy. He kept us out of recession, dickhead. But anyway, making fun of him the whole time. And now, mm. and now, Scott Morrison has decided, hmm, in a time of financial crunch, what should we do? Oh, we should invest in the Stimulus stock package. Market. Yeah. Stimulus package is the best thing that we should do. So therefore, we're going to give every person in a specific um, group, mm. um, economic group, a, um, a a fund, a stimulus package, basically. And everyone's just turned around and gone, hang on, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that if you've just been making fun of that idea for over a decade now. And he's just turned around and gone, no, no, I think it's a great idea. Like a fuck off, you stupid, dumb shit, bag of shit. Like, you're just wrong. You're just bullshitting here. Yep. Um, okay, so that's what's happening on kind of a global level and an Australian pol political level. Over here in the UK, I can tell you that not much is changing. There's absolute fear. People are panic buying things like pasta, rice, and toilet paper. There are no limits on the number that you can buy when it's here. So uh, any visit to the shop, however early in the morning I've gone, has been fruitless. Um, Boris Johnson has announced that um, schools will not be closed still, primarily because young people... Basically, Australia and the UK are doing very similar things. But, but the UK's reasoning is that as jobs are not being closed, therefore children out of school would probably have to stay with people like grandparents. And if children have the, 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 the flu, um, we'll pass it on to the grandparents who are more at risk than what parents and children are. So therefore, it's not a good idea to shut down schools. Yep. Um, in some ways that's almost disrespectful of teachers though in saying that what, they're not going to go and visit people or they're not more at risk because they're older than the children but anyway, similar thing happening um, I think Boris Johnson has thought that he was being wise by saying we're going to have a horde mentality or a horde, you know horde immunity you know, we'll, we'll, we'll as together, we'll, we'll get through this as a big group. That doesn't bloody work on a national level, unfortunately. Boris, you thought you were being clever there, but you're not. Um, so that's what's happening on at that level. Drew, on a more personal level, how is coronavirus affecting you? Oh, well, you know, I took a little trip this morning to Costco. Yep. Mm -hmm. A little later than planned. Uh, I had initially planned to get there at about 9.30 for a uh, 10 o'clock open. I think we left the house at about 9.30. Mm -hmm. And we got onto Parramatta Road and found ourselves immediately in traffic. What a surprise. Yeah. Roads banked up. Um, Dad and I cut across and took the back roads of Lidcombe to try and approach from a different mm -hmm. direction wound up 
in traffic again. I wound up having to get out of the car and walking down past the shopping center across the road from it and then got to the lights on the corner where there are about mm-hmm. a dozen more people who were also walking over. As soon as they walked across the pedestrian crossing and were outside cost like outside the Costco building, they broke into a sprint up the stairs and then up the oh. long ramp into the store. This is at 10.07 in the morning, right? So we spent half an hour Jesus in traffic Christ, yeah. just to get to there. They sprint up in. I walked because I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. Went in to the building, walked vaguely toward the back area where the toilet paper is kept because mm-hmm. we are approaching a low amount and it is time to mm-hmm. replenish. Saw yeah, a normal situation. Yeah, yeah, a normal top up time. Anyway, I see a line. I'm like, okay, time to go find the end of the line. I follow the line from the back corner and it runs straight down to the checkouts. Now, for those of you that have never been to Costco, it is massive. Mm-hmm. So for a queue to go from one end of the store to the other is quite significant. I've made my way to the end, down to the, toward the alcohol in the checkouts, where the line then starts weaving in and out of the front few aisles where the confectionery items are kept. I have hopped on the line there. For the next 20 minutes, I slowly proceeded to move along the line, making my way through the aisles and into the long run from one end of the store to the other. All the while, the lovely uh, middle-aged woman behind me kept hitting me with her trolley because she was so impatient. She apologized. She's just gone and like rammed your back back. She apologized once when I stopped and turned around and looked at her. And then proceeded to continue doing it. All the while, parallel to our line, there is another line forming of people trying to get to a checkout. So you've now got traffic going in two directions down what would just normally be regular foot traffic. You've then got people trying to cross from one side to the other through these thick lines, and those people were rather impatient and getting quite annoyed. So there was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of name-calling. There was just a pure descent into madness, really. That is all it was. After about 20 minutes sitting in that queue, at 10.28, I am halfway to the back of the store. There's probably at least 30-odd people, 30 to 40 people still in front of me. And Mm -hmm. someone comes walking from down the back going, we've sold out, we've sold out of toilet paper, there is none left. I stayed in the line, which started to dissipate slightly, but did still generally Mm -hmm. remain, as I was aware that it was not simply a toilet paper line and we did need tissues. Eventually made my way down to the front, uh, got in there, there were people that were pushing in in the line at the very front so they had someone there trying to stop that happening and they kept trying to push through anyway got through they actually were selling it out of out of a restricted area out of a forklift area that's where they had it set up walked Mm -hmm. through and and they're all going now make sure it's one each one each of course and you know that's common sense so i grabbed my box Mm -hmm. and i've made my way out I observe, as I'm doing this, that all these families, they're sending one person in with the trolley who's grabbing one of everything, and then they're all queuing up individually and grabbing one of each item as well. Which then... So they're being the dickheads, basically. Which then makes a lot of sense, because all of a sudden I'm seeing all these trolleys moving around the store where people have got the jumbo 48-pack whatever of Kleenex toilet paper and then they've Mm -hmm. got two packs of the quilton 36 packs on their trolley as well so they're dissipating in the line then going through one at a time Mm -hmm. grabbing everything and then they're reconnecting afterwards and reloading their trolley i i would have security watching the cameras and then i'd have security going up go up to them and say hey guys we just noticed that um they don't have enough stuff they didn't have enough stuff and if it, if it were me, I would be monitoring it at the checkouts going, right, 
you have a membership card, you can buy one pack per membership per day. Yes, why Costco is the yep. easiest system to be able to or, regulate. Or even more realistically, one pack per membership per week. Instead, yeah. Instead, they're trying to in, they're trying to enforce a one item limit on meat today. They had no that they print out stuck at every register one pack of meat per per purchase. They also had a restriction on eggs. It was one um, one tray of eggs per person, but they had no communication about it. We found out while we were in the line because the guy behind us got a little bit screwed over because he. Mm-hmm. he bought a couple of packs they were meant to have a toilet paper restriction they weren't following it some dickhead that was ahead of us in the checkout queue had two packs of toilet paper what he's done he's gotten up to the register he's left one in the trolley with his wife and he's holding one as he walks up and pops it on the conveyor belt he then proceeds to go, oh, we're going to do two separate transactions. With one membership. That's that's bullshit. That yep. shouldn't be allowed. I don't give a fuck about number of transactions. It's on your membership card. Oh, I just kept, um, kept rubbishing him nice and loud so that he could hear it. Absolutely. see if he, had, if he has any... Di- if he has any disagreements about it, mm. then he's even more of a fuckwit. This is the same jerk. So him and another charming person, we're, we're, we're about halfway through the journey here. I'm, I'm jumping a little bit back and forth. But after we got mm-hmm. the things we needed to get today, we've then gone to look for mm-hmm. a, a queue for the checkout. The checkouts at either end of the store are packed from one end of the store to the other. The line goes all the way back to the very back of the store. So we've gone looking for sure. the ones in the middle. We found one. We've hopped on the line. And it turns out that our queue is being fed from two different directions. So one is coming from the front of the store, doubling back in and then going back down. Our mm-hmm. end of it was coming from inside the middle of the store and leaning in, nice and normal, not being a weird yep. loop thing. And we're standing in there, and there are people on the other end of the feed going, yours isn't the real line, you have to get out and stand behind us, yelling at us and, and everyone else in our side of the line. We're not letting you in, you're not moving in here. Very rude. One one gentleman in particular kept going off about it. I won't let you in. I'm pushing my trolley. I don't care if I hit you. Oh, and he had his headphones in the whole time he's talking to us. So if we're going to talk about, you know, him wanting respect from mm. people, maybe he should take the stupid little twigs out of his ears before he talks to anyone else. You should have you should just been like, what? 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 I can't hear you. Sorry, what? What? Like tapping your ear going, yep. what? What are you saying? Yep. Then there was the uh, the two-pack toilet paper gentleman who kept pointing and abusing us as well, which was immensely entertaining. I wound up holding our place in line. Dad wound up going and finding a co-worker to come and mediate, who mm-hmm. gave the very sensible solution of going, look, go one for one. It's not hard. Like a zipper. Go one for one. And those people, those idiots, refused to take part in that. They just shoved and didn't let us, or didn't let the people in front of us through. But they they just kept yelling. And in the, in the, Dad was standing there with the co-worker, and he, he was yelling at us. And Dad just cut in on him and, and just went, mate, settle down. Just be fair. Do one for one. And he just kept yelling. What's that going to achieve? What is that yep. going to achieve? Everyone descended into madness. We are not animals. We are meant to be... Some of us are. Yeah, some of us clearly are, but we are meant to be better. We are meant to be somewhat civilized. Yeah, it's true. But it ruins us. It wrecks us. It does. I couldn't believe what I witnessed today. And the worst thing is, we have to go back again tomorrow morning and do that stupid queue again just to try our hand at getting this thing. Get there earlier. Get there even earlier. Yeah, so we, we've already made our plan. We're going to be there at 9am tomorrow morning, and we're just going to be queuing outside the store for an hour. Yeah. So I'm going so to make sure it. I've got a portable charger for my phone. I've got, I'll have got. i make sure that I am mm-hmm. well and truly set to go. But it's a joke. Yep. 
It's an absolute joke. joke. Um, I want to touch back to something very quickly that we did skim mm-hmm. over. The stimulus package, because I do think that people need to be aware of what's actually going on with that. Um, yes, absolutely. Do, do we know for certain if it's actually been... Um, if it's actually been passed through the legislation? I'm not sure, and I'm not sure who it's for exactly, but I know it's not everybody. All right, well, I have a list of who it is actually for, which might come in handy. So, on mm-hmm. the on the assumption that it is um, passed, I've got a list here. So, from March 31, the government wants you to spend the one-off payment to help boost the economy. Who is eligible? Now, th- I'm taking this off nationalseniors.com.au, so... Take that for what it is, mm-hmm. but I, I would mm-hmm. feel somewhat confident in it. Um, 6.5 million people are expected to receive the payment, including 2.4 million pensioners. This includes people on the age pension, New Start, the Disability Support Pension, Carers Allowance, Youth Allowance, Veterans Affairs Payments, Family Tax Benefit, and those holding a Pensioner Concession Card or Commonwealth Senior Health Card. People who already receive these payments or hold these cards will get the cash automatically. You don't need to do anything. The full list of eligible payments and concession cards is as follows. So Centrelink will pay you the $750 economic support payment if you get one of the following payments. Age pension, disability support pension, carer payment, carer allowance, parenting payment, wife pension, widow B pension, ab study living allowance, os study, Bereavement Allowance, New Start Allowance, Youth Allowance, Partner Allowance, Sickness Allowance, Special Benefit, Widow Allowance, Farm Household Allowance, Family Tax Benefit A or B, Double Orphan Pension. You'll also get the payment if you have one of the following concession cards. Pensioner Concession Card, Commonwealth Seniors Card, DVA Gold Card. You'll also get the payment if you get one of the following Department of Veterans Affairs payments. Veterans Support Pension. Veterans Income Support Supplement. Veterans Compensation Payments. Or War Widower Pension. That's everything. So it's not for the normal people. It's not like the uh, the other stimulus package that actually worked. Yeah. It's a one-off. The idea is that they give us money, we feed it back into the economy. Uh, it's tax exempt. Um, it won't. I would hope it so. won't be counted as income for social security payments. Uh, they won't use this payment to pay off an existing Centrelink or child support debt. So it's okay. very much about so, putting the so money back to people. Yeah, you've got to literally use it back into the into the economy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see. Um. Touching on something else to do with coronavirus, which is affecting me enormously, and that is sports. Sports across the world are being cancelled, including the Australian Grand Prix just the other week in Melbourne. Um, the fact that all the teams actually went to Melbourne and then they decided to cancel it. I mean, I, I, I totally disagree with the fact that they actually went there before they decided to cancel it, but mm. I also understand it based on the fact that one person in the paddock got it. still think that's a ridiculous reason to cancel it, but, but anyway, it's like cancelling it because someone got a cold. Yeah. Um, but having said that though, the week prior, um, the MCG held something like 86,000 people in there for the women's ICC world cup, international 2020 cricket world, world cup. So, um, yep. as, as they announced when they were delaying it or canceling the, the Australian Grand Prix, um, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's very, very, um, unusual times you know again the week before they had eighty six thousand people in one place and this week the suddenly the government said that no one would be allowed to attend and therefore they cancelled the event um you know rugby league national rugby league in australia is is absolutely you know borderline being over with already because again 500 people can't be in the same place at once they're looking at drastic measures like um having all the clubs quarantine up on the Gold Coast or, or, or even further north in Townsville even or even further north than that. Far north Queensland basically. Yep. And they'll play out of one stadium um, for the whole month. All the teams up there all in lockdown to avoid kind of getting sick. Um, the issue is New Zealand Warriors can't go back to New Zealand if they want to and they've said that they will go back to New Zealand so they, they, no one knows what's going to happen with that. 
the AFL is now saying that they're going to reduce down to a 17-round season as opposed to the normal 22 or 24, whatever it is. Um, you know, they're, they're really cutting back here. All these sports that the, the uh, UEFA um, Champions League has been delayed or postponed. Um, the Euro 2020 Championship has been delayed till next year, till 2021. Um, you know, it's all it's all happening. It really it's all is. happening. All these international sports are all, all all being laid, and I didn't think I've always thought that sport was above this, and I don't mean that in terms of just my kind of view. I've always thought politically and on a government level, sport has always been above these things. You know, they they Formula One raced in China while there was SARS and and bird flu and. And, and things like that, and swine flu around the world in Mexico, for example. We've always, um, the Olympics has always happened regardless of, of what's, even in World War Two, the Olympics happened. You know, these yeah. things are... But the fact that they're playing, the NRL is going to be playing to empty stadiums starting this week. Starting NRL tomorrow night. To empty stadiums. Oh, yeah. yeah, look, you know, the, it's all just going off. And I've always thought sport was above this. And look, people are saying the Olympics may not happen. It's in four months or whatever it is. Yep. I'd like to think it's going to happen, but but let's see. Again, airline companies are going out of business because there's no one to fly. Yep. Businesses around the world are going out of business. People are being laid laid off work all around the world already. This is happening now, and it's ridiculous. I cannot believe this is happening. And uh, you know, this will become one of those things where we're older. We'll be able to say we lived through that. It's true. We will. So let's see. Look, everyone was wishing for. Um a return to the Roaring Twenties, and we appear to be getting it. Plague, <laughs> We're absolutely back there. Plague, recession, it's all here. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Uh, Drew? Yes, Philip. Do we have a sick end of the week? We're at that time of the episode. Uh, Should it be all of us? No, we've already done that before. We've already given it to everyone before. Have we given it to our idiot leader? I think so. I feel like we have. I think we should give it to the coronavirus. I agree. COVID-19. In fact, COVID-19, not just yep. coronavirus. Congratulations, coronavirus, COVID-19. You are our sick end of the week for this week because you have made an unprecedented dent on society in the year 2020. So, uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Yep. Drew? That's, that's one more thing that COVID-19 now has that SARS didn't. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Uh, I do like the fact that bird flu may be making a swan song or, or a comeback during this time oh, in China, so that's God, interesting it's as well. Perfect. It's like the wonderful side dish. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yep. Just a little bit of um, little bit bird of flu bird to go flu. with it. Yep. Uh, Drew? Yep. That brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, very quickly, though, our dear friend Bianca has given us something to mention as well, which I, I think we can Please, briefly yes. touch upon this next week as well, because I think I shared an article to you just before, too, about this. Um, you did. We've been told that we should mention that the waters in Venice are running clear again because of lockdown. There are dolphins, fish, and swans all around, and the nitrogen cloud above China has cleared up. Yeah, no, look, I mean, there are absolutely some yeah. positive things out of this. China has not seen a better or a lower level of emissions um, for a long time. There are a lot of good things happening as a result of coronavirus, there's no doubt. Deer returning to the streets in in, in a Japan. Um, yeah, look, there are absolutely positives to this. The world is, within a couple of weeks, recovering itself um, from the damages of mm. mankind or humankind. So... There are definitely positives, and I think we should absolutely touch on that next week, Drew. Um, yes, we should. So won't you all join us then as we continue our chat on coronavirus and move on to greater topics Indeed. as well. Until then, Drew? Okay. <laughs> it's, weird, it's weird looking at you as we do this. Anyway, yes, I do know how I'm we... I'm watching you, yes. I, I do know how we end this episode. I want to see this. Yep.